Hello, and welcome to Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the tree, (laughs) Alessandro Maelsi. Say hello, Al. Hello! (laughs) Our main topic for this episode is going to be Logan, but first, Al, what are we drinking? Uh, We are drinking uh, from Newburgh Brewing Company, who's definitely not sponsoring us right now. Um... Their Jessica Sour Cherry Porter, which is aged in oak re-fermented on cherries. It's part of their Accidentally on Purpose line, um, which is a series of uh, sour beers that they do, which they had, uh, I think it started with, uh, they had, the, the very first one was on accident, and then like they decided, oh, like, let's do this as a thing, like, That's like set it up for it to be a sour fermentation, even though it's not like... Planned. Do you know how the accident came about? Uh, I know Paul told me the story. That's Paul Haleka, owner of Newberg, who has definitely not agreed yet to sponsor us with uh, Newberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, he told me the story at one point. I know they have it up somewhere, but it's not really that important. It's kind of like one of their like little stories that's like in kind of central to their whole thing. Um, it's just kind of a cool thing. They have a couple of different ones. Um, one of them is the... Uh, you can still hear that. Awesome. Um, it's quite all right. That's yours. Thank you. Um, so this one is... Uh, Eight and a half percent, almost. Uh, so from a pint bottle, which is awesome. Um, oh, here you go. Accidentally, it's like a wine bottle. It does. Yeah, they have their special limited bottle releases are all doing these. It's pretty sweet. They have like the cool like, you, fluted neck and stuff. So if you've never gotten a chance to check out a Newberg Brewing Company beer, please. Do. Their labels are the shit. Yeah, I. It doesn't say on here. I always forget. This, the same person does all their labeling, both bottles and cans. Mm. Um, so, here, uh, they actually have a little thing about the Accidentally on Purpose series. It's a uh, bottle-aged sour ales. Uh, this is from Chris Basso, the head brewer. I strive to be in control of every part of the aging process, but a portion is left to fate. I set this beer up for success. It's blended with the proper yeast and bacteria cultures. The ideal aging environment is created, and then patience is practice. Jessica is a porter aged and soured in wine barrels. An aroma of wine and cherries is followed by a full-bodied roasted flavor with delicate notes of fruit and a gentle tartness. Cheers. Cheers. Damn. All the game. Oh, you get the wine. You get the wine uh, hmm. flavor in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've never actually had this one before. But, I uh, dig it. I dig it. I'm a fan. I've never had a dark, sour beer before. A little, uh, little side story here with this this cherry-ish beer. Uh, one time I got just real bad, real sick <laughs> on uh, cherry wheat. Sam Adams. Oh, okay. And uh, ever since then, anytime I taste anything cherry beer related, it's usually little, it's usually little, like little Vietnam flashback. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we're I think I'm back to good. Okay. So, but uh, this this is tasty. Thankfully, I've never had the mispleasure <laughs> of vomiting pure cherry. The mispleasure. Now, question about the name Jessica. Who's that? Do we know who Jessica is? Uh, is it is it Jessica Cherry? Is it an homage to uh, Jessica Rabbit? You know, <laughs> I don't know if that was part of the. Uh... The origin of this. Uh, it doesn't say on here. Um, and I've had this sitting in my fridge for like mm. a few months now. Um, so do some field work. Yeah. Uh, Get I'll back Report to back. Editor's right. note in the uh, the post. When I'll tell you right now. What's it, where, where it's not going to be is in the next two episodes. That's where people are not going to find it. Uh, it won't be in the next two episodes after that either. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Uh, to give you a little rundown of how things are going. It's a little insider trading um, there. We don't get together every week to do this. That would be crazy talk. Yeah, because Anthony decided to move an hour and a half away. Whatever. No, you can't. You can't win there. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so 
what we're actually doing is last time we released an episode one in three parts, and because we recorded it all on the same day, but now going forward, we're going to break it up a little bit nicer for you, uh, have less of an abrupt ending. Yes, uh, we'll have an ending. We'll have an ending. Um, uh, Similar to episode ending. one, part three. <laughs> yeah, if you've listened to our Star Wars, and thank you for all six of you mm. who's listened to the uh, the Star Wars uh, podcast that we've had, um, that outro will be a little bit more similar to what we're going to have going forward. Right. Like, you know, normal people. Yeah, it's good. So let people know that we're signing off rather than just going, yeah. Semi-professional. Either that or Kim screaming in the background. But I liked that part. <laughs> <laughs> that Mostly because was... I didn't think the microphone was going to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> you hear like the freezer door close. Oh, yeah. No, it's... That was funny. God. Hey, it's the pro- pros and cons of a good mic. <laughs> it's a great microphone. I heard that, that sip. If you weren't thirsty before, you are now. Like, that was, ah. Oh. Well, it's, del- it's delicious. This beer will it is. Not, it's very this, tasty. This will not end um, around the same time as the ending of the episode. It'll be over way before that. So, giving you Anthony's review here. Yes. <laughs> Al. For Take those, it away. <laughs> for those of you who've had the privilege or whatever, torture, however you want to call it, of listening to our first three parts of the first episode, uh, Anthony's reviews will be, yes, good, or would drink again, hmm. or no, Bad. I'm dumping this out. <laughs> or some variation. Of this. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit further with it this time. It's not just necessarily like would drink again. Would drink this again. Would not drink this a lot at a time. Oh, it's yeah. It's um, I think that goes with the name. Yeah. Well, especially uh, like you know at this point, I guess you don't drink a ton of beer. Period. Right. So um, this one's pretty aggressive. It's good. Mm. But, uh, you know, this would be tough to, like, try and knock back a sex pack of. I, I, I probably wouldn't do it either, so. Oh, um, bringing it back to what we're doing <laughs> with these episodes, we are going to have an actual ending for each episode going forward, but we still are going to record three or four in one session. So, the quality is going to get... It's going to go down. Well, I wouldn't as... say go down. It's just going to be different. Yeah. I, I was saying earlier, I think it's going to be kind of a fun little mini game for those of you who <laughs> listen. Which one was recorded first? Yeah. Which, <laughs> where was this recorded? Oh, they're fucking wasted. <laughs> oh, this must have been a last Guarantee you that's an episode three or four. Um, if... For those of you who have listened to the Star Wars one. Mm. There you go. Uh, <laughs> kind of like that. Although the middle one was La La Land, and that's the one where you just flat out said, I'm drunk. No, I couldn't speak. Well, not well. No, I was, I was having issues. <laughs> Let's get to Logan. We've been doing this for too long. Logan it is. So Al and I, uh, part of our ritual is when we get together to record, we actually see the final movie that we're going to be discussing. First. Yes. <laughs> see the first movie that we're going to be discussing in this set uh, together, uh, which is great because it's fresh in our minds. It's a, it's a little bit easier to talk about. You get those, um, especially with a movie like this, you get the excitement factor. Yeah, definitely. We're still rolling off the... The yeah. hype that that movie had. You're gonna get a lot of our like fresh, like fresh, hot, sizzling takes right now. Right. Um, we're gonna try and do it for uh, any of the ones that we view like that, especially new releases like this. We're gonna definitely do deep dive, which includes spoilers. But this time, we're gonna try and give you guys a little bit of window dressing early on, give us your uh, opinion on all of that. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, hopefully you'll want to after listening to all this. Right. And then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Any of or you not. I've seen it. If it's a different movie. <laughs> well, for this case, we'll, it's Logan. We'll there. You're going to want to go see yeah. it. This movie was, to put it blandly, fucking awesome. <laughs> blandly. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that not bland? <laughs> Plainly then. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to, we'll, we'll let you know when the spoilers are coming before we get too deep into them. Unlike Hacks are Rich. Um, yeah, that was... You'll, you'll get the heads up. Thanks, Michael James O'Connor, for pointing that up. 
Uh, <laughs> so, uh, moving on. Logan. Um, I loved it. Oh, yeah. I uh, absolutely... I thought it was fantastic. Gut punch type of movie. Oh, yeah. Um, not a spoiler. No, no, no. Gut punch type of movie. Yeah. It's it's in the trailer. Like, yeah. it's... The movie is like... you. It's dark. You're not coming out of this the same. No. You're, you've changed. You've changed. <laughs> the world's changed, and so have you. Yeah. Um... Some pretty some pretty solid performances in there. Oh yeah, uh, you know I um I saw someone say something like this and I totally back it up. Um, it's a superhero movie, so who knows whether this will come to fruition? And also, it's tough with like the Oscars were just a couple of weeks ago or last week, I guess. Um, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart should be nominated for Oscars. For Christ, this. yeah, they um, were both tremendous. Specifically, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. We just absolutely crushed it in yeah. this movie. Well, I thought, you know, early on, maybe there wasn't so much, but the second half of the movie, Hugh yeah. Jackman, tour de force performance. Yeah. Like, that, he yeah. was... Definitely. Um, and for, like, a superhero movie to make you feel like that, make you care about the characters that much, where it's like, yeah, like, this, I'm, I'm buying in on him, I'm buying in on his performance and what's going on here. Like, they're mutants, but they make you feel like, oh, shit, like, these are real people. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is kind of the point. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that is the idea. There's the parallels there of, like, just, like, um, intolerance. Yeah. Oh, no, that's definitely, you know. I think even from early on, I think Stan Lee has said that um, about the comics is that it was supposed to help, because it was popularized right in the 60s or 70s, right? Mm. Um, intolerance is, like, in society and everything like that. And it's so black and white, right, when it's... Um, not to that's not a pun at all um you know humans mutants but yeah they're just like you and me they're not but they are and that's the whole point is seeing past the superficial differences for sure there's definitely it's as relevant as it's ever going to be in today's society the differences of mutants humans and how they're treated as opposed to all the different races religions etc that are there's so much strife right now. Um, so this movie, perfect timing, honestly, from that standpoint, whether that was planned or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the on the cast topic, uh, this little girl. Oh, yeah, Breakout. Unreal. I don't know how old she is in real life. I looked up on the IMDb earlier. It didn't say on there. She's got... She plays an 11-year-old girl in the movie. Right, with, with very, very few lines. Uh, especially in the first half. Yeah, and the fact that she went the entire uh, yeah, like the like first this is, half. This is the slightest of spoilers. It's it's fine. This is gonna happen, guys. Um, it's the fact that it went like a half to three quarters of the movie. Like she doesn't say w- a word, w- but with her delivering such a performance. Oh yeah, it's oh yeah. So... It's that like, visceral, like emotional performance she delivers early in mm-hmm. the movie when she chooses or not chooses to speak. You know, yeah. the character is delivered to us as possibly being unable to speak. Right. So and she's and. But the gravitas that she has on on screen is unreal. Like she, like you, like you can't wait for the scenes where she's back on the screen. Yeah, and that's not just to, I mean, not just like to for the action sequences and whatnot because they did. The, I think those were pretty cool. They did a, a pretty awesome job at like making her out to be this incredible badass as yeah. they showed in the in, in the trailers. But like every time, like you know, you knew one of those scenes was coming. You were like. Like peering around characters, like looking for her. Yes, and and they did a great job, like subtly delivering some of it, like her, like walking out of a doorway. Oh yeah, with expectation, or you know, someone panning the camera slightly around Logan, and she's standing behind him, mm-hmm. like you know, that expectation of, well, what is this 
thing or this person that we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a little girl. Like, well, oh, okay. But you, like, that, like what you mentioned, gravitas, I think mm-hmm. is the right word. Like, for a little girl like that to hold the camera, to hold your whole focus, it's pretty impressive. For, mm-hmm. You know, you expect it with someone like Hugh Jackman. Big, he's right. playing a big character, you know, like, you know. And he has both the physical and the vocal weight on screen, right? Um, but for this little girl who's not saying anything and is four feet tall, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. To have that same kind of sense of something's going to happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. And you want you don't want to miss it. Yeah, and that's that, like, sense of, like, it, it's not it's not dread because you're not afraid of what she's going to do. You're real happy about it because... It's anticipation. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's... <laughs> Al can teach you how to deal with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> check, out the, check out the Spin Tune. Um, there is an important story on how to deal with anticipation. Mm. But, uh, yeah, like, she, from the trailers, there's there's one... <laughs> that sound is uh, is the beer actually fighting back. Oh, yeah, Al this, this beer apparently doesn't want me to drink very it. very <laughs> beer-fest fashion. Um, but from the, from the time those trailers dropped, we were like... There's that scene that they do uh, in the trailer where they, the main baddie sends someone in to go get the girl. And he goes in there, and then you hear gunshots, you hear a little bit of yelling, and then silence, and she comes out. And even though I knew that scene from the trailer, mm-hmm. um, which we can get into this in a, in a minute about that trailer thing, uh, it, they change it up just slightly. There was a little bit extra to it, which I'm not going to reveal just yet. Oh, they, yeah, the anticipation. They, which, by the way, I'm glad they did cut that out because... Yeah. That's something you're going to want to see on screen. Right. I didn't even notice at first the, the subtle difference. Right. Um, Pierce tells her to come out, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she obliges. Yeah, the the subtle difference like really makes it, and like you you just like oh, it's oh, happening. Oh yeah, like, this, <laughs> this movie's not not pulling it. It's punches. going on. It's going. Yeah, it's going down. Um, but on the point of trailers, mm-hmm. lately, I mean. It's been going on for a while now where the trailer is just too much. Oh, yeah. Too much of the movie. and I just Or really Outright understand. Lies. And we might have mentioned that in one of the other podcasts, I think. Yeah, possible. Um, oh, uh, the Rogue One, because of how much the promotional material changed from when they did all the rewrites and reshoots. Mm, I think we talked mm. about the differences in almost Outright Lies sometimes. Sometimes it's intentional, sometimes not. I can give them a pass with that because right. they changed the movie. Sure. Um, this one... I wouldn't call it a lie so much with that scene. No, no, and I'm fine with um, that. I'm actually what I'm. That was smart. About and, yeah, there actually is a really nice tie-in with the uh, the Johnny Cash version of Hurt in the original trailer for this movie or the the teaser, I guess. And then, no spoiler here, the the credit roll is uh, also Johnny Cash. Also Johnny Cash, and it's just it was a really cool way of like of bringing it back around. Full circle, yeah, yeah. like because they don't play that song obviously in the movie. Yeah. But they they play another one and it all becomes part of the same story. Which which, is and really, it was really, really fitting really for the tone. Done. Like I didn't yeah, realize absolutely. I didn't. I, I I'll admit I didn't have a ton of hype for this movie. Like I didn't follow closely with the whole production. I was kind of kept generally aware of it because um, I just was never interested in the Wolverine mm-hmm. movie. Um, I saw X Men Origins Wolverine, um, but late in the promotional cycle for this movie, I definitely got on board with like, yeah, we got to see this, and the and the early reviews obviously were like off the fucking charts. So yeah. like, um, but I didn't really realize not having poured over every how much it's supposed to be like a western themed mm-hmm. type of movie, and they draw they really bring it home with them watching Shane. Mm-hmm. They're uh, in a hotel room. This is not really a real spoiler. They're watching Shane and um, and uh, Professor Xavier is explaining to. Um, the girl, 
um, Laura, uh, it's not really her real name, I guess it's kind of the name they gave her, um, in the hotel room, uh, explaining to her that uh, Shane was this classic movie, how it had been almost 100 years ago came out, the movie takes place in 2029, so it's a little bit distant future, you know. Uh, I thought that was a kind of a cool touch, you know, bridging that gap both in timeline and in, like, theme and tone of the movie itself because I thought that was pretty unique that this was more of, like, a Western type of movie. Like, no other, like, superhero movie has been that at all. Right. And it was way different tone from any of the X-Men movies, period, so. Yeah. um, In a really good way, though. Oh, yeah, no, I don't mean it as as a... as a knock on the movie. Mm. It was just like, it was a legitimate surprise to me yeah. that it stood on its own so much. My anticipation skyrocketed with that first teaser of the movie and I'm, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm glad that it, it held up to my expectations and in many ways surpassed it because even though I was excited for it, uh, I've been bitten by X-Men before. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, Which one in particular? Or is it no one in just, particular? Just in general. Actually, you know, I, have, I still haven't had a chance to see um, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. That's the one. Um, I didn't, I didn't mind it. A lot of people were down on that one, but I yeah, I heard kind of mixed I was okay things. With it. Um, it's something I definitely want to check out, but I don't, and not that it doesn't really have any bearing on this movie, right? Like it kind of no. this movie almost stands outside the whole greater universe of X Men. They've had their they've had their own like inconsistencies and everything. Like the two Wolverine movies, while they want to lean on this the the greater x-men like universe has been created they don't really fit 100 percent. right and i don't know if it's if it's meant to um necessarily fit directly into the films that are out there already like well the best part is the whole the whole running joke well if you can call it a joke in this type of movie um about the x-men comics yeah um they have kind of a nice out there where it's Mm -hmm. like oh he, what he says, like, uh, a quarter of this actually happened, and most of it was made up. They made right. up how it happened, like, you know. So, like, it kind of, I think that was meant to be a line, even not just to the comics that kind of, uh, you know, so we won't talk about it now, but it's uh, kind of central to the plot of the movie itself, but also to kind of say the same thing about the movies, I think, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of a nod, like, look through the fourth wall, like, we're all playing fast and loose. Right. Like, let's, kind of the idea of, like, these are uh, what they did with um, Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, where it's like this is a story. It's the legend of Mad. The Max, legend of Mad Max. Yeah. This is kind of the legend of Logan and all the other stuff may or may not have happened, right. or well, may it, have happened slightly it, differently. It with... also lends itself to the way comic books are released in general. There are story arcs, and they they go in different directions. And there's like and how many times different rewritten them? The same, like, yeah. yeah. Which is it's funny because it's like in a eighth Civil War yeah, in a in a world of movies where like people are looking for. Sequel after sequel, or at least that's what production companies are trying to, to tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, it it actually works really well with comics because it's like the fan base is is more accepting of that. Like it's like this this one can stand apart in a way, or this one can go. It's in funny a that you direction. say that because it's like two sides of the same coin. Those same people who are quote unquote understanding of that are the same ones that bitch and moan when a new superhero movie comes out and someone's costume is. They tweak the yeah. Slate. They're the same people. Yep, that's a good point. And no one makes a bigger fuss than them about it not being a hundred percent screen to paper, you know, transformation. Which it's like I don't, I don't want. Like that. I get it to a certain extent. I don't want it though. Like I want something different. And there's, I, well, there's I don't certain, need. I don't need a one to one. If, if Batman all of a sudden it's not a bat, it's a baseball bat. Like right. if it's a crossover between Batman and Negan, like <laughs> that's gonna piss people off. You know what I mean? Fair. Like fair. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, if if it was. Goldenrod yellow, and then it becomes Daisy yellow. Like, mm. 
really? We're yeah. going to fucking lose our mind over that? Like, right. Yeah. People, yeah. Well, people are the worst. Well, spin that goes with- spin Find out more. Um, it goes without saying fucking spin tunes. <laughs> so, back to the to the trailer. I, you said Fast and Loose in reference to something else, but uh, Fast and Furious has been doing this thing with these trailers for, I think it was the past, probably the past three. One of the big things... Three movies it, or three trailer releases? Three movies. Okay. So, I, I'm... I'll try and follow along as close as I can, but it's the fine. fourth one is the last one I've seen. So. That's fine. Um, what, the thing with the Fast and Furious movies is that like there's always like a big thing that happens, like some cool, crazy, over-the-top... Blockbuster iconic yeah, scene. Yeah, which like. is awesome. I love that. I, I, I eat it up. It's a lot of fun to watch. Well, that's why they still have an eighth or ninth or seventeenth movie. The problem is they're no longer a secret. They actually show every one of them. In the trailer now, when it's really driving, starting, it, it really, it really ruins it for me because if you watch the fest, whatever, whatever the hell the new <laughs> one is called, what is it, the Fate of the Furious? I the think newest one, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's like a, they're driving through the street and it's like, oh, these two, and a, a wrecking ball comes flying down, and just wipes out a whole bunch of cars. And it's like, another, don't show me that right now. Another scene, there's a submarine that bursts through the fucking right, ice cap, which like, like if if you're gonna like. If you're gonna do anything, show one of those things. Not all seven. Make it seem like, oh, this is the big thing, and then what in the hell? I mean, they showed all of those, and then they show them in the middle of the street with the fucking thing where they shoot them with the harpoon gun. Right. Oh yeah. There's the. There you go. There's so the other what, big thing. What, is there something else that we're gonna right. get to see, or no, should I just prob- watch? Probably not. Should I just watch a supercut of all the trailers, and then you guys can give me another supercut of like well, 18 minutes of the movie, and then we'll put it together into a 20 minute thing and like that'll be what I watch. In the last one there was the badass like chase scene on a like a big 18 wheeler type mm-hmm. thing and Paul Walker like ends up on top. I don't really remember. <laughs> but he ends it's like it's a really badass thing. It's like going off a cliff and he like runs and jumps and grabs onto the spoiler okay. of cars. It's doing a drift and like coming around the edge just and almost just doesn't fall off the cliff. Right, yeah, like okay. completely like like impossible in so many ways. But so cool to watch. Which I never saw the movie, right. but I know what you're but talking about. But you know about what I'm talking about. And you trailer. shouldn't. You shouldn't know what I'm talking about. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem with the trailers. Yeah. What I'm saying. No, that's fair. And uh, there were some cool scenes in the Logan trailer that I was worried about. But this is a movie that is not solely action. There's a actually a action big, takes a backseat to yeah big deep story the story which is one of the first times not it's not the first in superhero genre it is the first in the X Men series though right sure um um no. Do you, did you really care about the story in any other movies? I I really enjoyed Days of Future Past. Okay, but that was different because it was a, a reset retcon and, type of thing. Where it's like and First Class, I liked a lot as well. Sorry, uh, that was what I was thinking when I was saying that. But even, like you know, where they're setting the stage for what actually happened. How mm-hmm. what well, we see it, Xavier walking around. He's been in a wheelchair. All I've ever seen. Right. How does he end up paralyzed? You know, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So I get that, but like I mean, like really. It all doesn't matter because you know where it's going. This right. is the first time since the third one where, okay, where does the story go from here? We're open-ended on the back end. And I didn't care about the story of the third one. I mean, going in maybe I did, but after mm-hmm. I watched it, it's like, like that, I don't care. Right. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it does It does stand apart in that way where, like, the, the story is something, is the most important thing in this, in the case of this. That's movie. a better way to say it. That, yeah. The action is by far the backseat to the story. That's yeah. the first time in the that the story was way more important than the action sequences. Mm-hmm. And just like so, there was so and like, the it was, was so great visual too. and great dialogue. I feel like, and it was just obviously delivery as we talked about that the the cast was fantastic. And um, this this one this movie is 
one where even the action scenes they give you, like, this is what Wolverine hacking people to shreds should look like. Yeah. Like, well, if you see six gigantic sharp blades tearing limbs and shit, there should be blood spraying everywhere. I get why they haven't done that because it's harder to market an R-rated movie when superhero stuff you want, you know, kids, even if they're just 10, you know, whatever, to right. be interested in. There was a lot of blood in this movie. <laughs> but, I mean, and I think it's fairly obvious, this movie doesn't happen without the success of Deadpool. Probably not. Um, it, it doesn't. I, I I can guarantee you that it doesn't happen. I don't like, know, but... It doesn't happen like this. Maybe. I mean, I, I can't tell you wrong. I think they... That certainly helps. Yeah. I, I don't know if it doesn't happen, but it was way easier to get done, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens this well. Right. I honestly don't think the movie ends up being remotely as good. You need to see the viscerality of all of this, right? Like, you yeah. need to see the blood and the pain, um, both on Logan and everyone around him. Like, you need to see that to buy into where we're at at this yeah. part of the time because they're very much it's like it goes it's not like they're they're not it's not a comic strip no. this is like they're trying to be very serious about the story and it's like take us seriously right off the bat in that yeah. movie and it's like damn like and it you, goes, t- you take the weight of all of the, the story and the dialogue seriously and you the, the struggle and evolution of the our favorite heroes who are now old and decrepit or mm-hmm. almost decrepit in logan's case um mm-hmm when you see the toll that it takes on them and what it costs to get the job done. Right. You know, what it costs externally and internally. Because you can see the weight of the world and the weight of all of the killing on Logan's shoulders. And he comes out and says it later in the movie. Right? That's the Mm -hmm. line he has to Laura is, you have to find a way to deal with the killing. Right. Uh, Which is, again, paralleling back the line from Shane that they show at the end of the movie. Yep. um, Which is a... Dave Mangle did a really good job with all these circles within circles and all this, uh, keeping it thematically consistent. Like it was, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um. So one of the uh, one of the other characters that I want to touch on is the is the baddie whose name Pierce? escapes me. Was that his name? The guy with the mechanical hand. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanical hand, which is probably what I would be calling him now if he weren't here. Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I got you for Papa Doss. Yeah. Papa Doss and Pierce. Call back to episode uh, one, part one. This is the this he's basically uh he's got that he's got that hand from the new from the latest Metal Gear game. <laughs> um What did you think about him? I expected them to give us more of him. I mean you you know, he's kinda got the vibe of like he's the mercenary leader and this and that. Right. But he's got more importance in the story than that. So ultimately I then readjusted my like expectations during the movie expecting to get more of him and his motivation other than just that he was a company man which it turns out he is mm-hmm. he is just a puppet even though he's more central to the plot than it seemed like on the surface yeah so I guess I was a little disappointed like I thought he was interesting I thought he was fine but uh, I was expecting more of like his motivation right so I I, I agree with that like the storyline with I didn't what his specific involvement we'll get more into that in the spoilers yeah vis-a-vis how I, Laura's I, delivered to um, I would have liked more yeah. There, um, but the my other thing is at the same time I didn't because I didn't actually care for that performance at all. I mean, I just thought he was fine. I mean, and I don't, like, I don't, I don't that, know that one certainly isn't enough the, for like a nomination. Like, yeah, and I don't want to knock him in general because I actually don't think I don't necessarily know that it was the actor's fault in this. I think it's, no, I think it was an underwritten character. It's more the yeah. the writing, yeah. Um, but anyway, that that's that guy I think is a decent um, actor. He was in um, a Walk Among Tombstones and a couple other things. Okay, I haven't seen him in something in anything else. I don't believe. Um, but to 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 make this a full compliment sandwich on the cast, um, that was the that was the sour note there. Um, Caliban, 
Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Awesome. Yeah. Really interesting character. Not to me. the character I was anticipating. No. Um, good performance. I've only ever seen him really in comedy roles, so seeing him in a more dramatic role playing kind of a long time, long running cynic um, was interesting. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. And it kind of speaks to um, Vince Gilligan, um, Breaking Bad. Uh, some of the uh, stuff that he's said, and I guess I've been noticing that he's, he's right about it, people ask him. Uh, going back to Breaking Bad and furthermore now with Better Call Saul mm. considering it's an ongoing uh, project right um, why he chooses to cast so many comedic actors in roles that right. are so serious you think um, the guys who played Hugh and Kuby uh, Bill Burr and I forget the, the name of the guy who plays right. Hugh uh, every time I see that guy I just call him Hugh they're both uh, they're both comedians uh, by trade mm-hmm. um, Bob Odenkirk himself who played Saul sketch writer Sketch writer, sketch comedy, him and David Cross, Mr. Mm-hmm. Show, stuff like that. Like, um, they're all comedy backing. They're good actors, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you say how good Bill Burr is or not, whatever limited role, but Bob Oonkirk is a great actor. Oh, yeah. And like tremendous. Other people in Saul have showed up like that. Um, and Stephen Merchant, I associate with comedy. Right. He's not only is he a comedic actor, I was looking at him earlier, um, he's done he has writing credits too, uh, for comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. So to see him carry that in like a Vince Gilligan's thing is that if you can do comedy, you can do anything. Right. Like and like when you think like oh, the like comedic actors typically don't make the jump. Well, like Adam Sandler, like stuff like that. Like like they're guys who don't have another gear. Mm-hmm. They don't evolve and like you know. And a lot of the times they get like left by the wayside. Him, Eddie Murphy, like people like that. Like once their their shtick ends, like we don't care about them anymore because right. they can't do anything else. But we're seeing Vince Vaughn. We talked about in the Hacksaw Ridge how good he was in that comedy guy and he's trying to break that mold he's doing it a little later in life than some other guys that we've mentioned right but yeah I, I, I thought he did a good job one of the things like on that on that same topic about um, comedic actors being like very like really great at actually doing other parts uh, nobody can deliver a sarcastic undertone the way that a comedic actor can I feel like yeah and in a very like in a serious and that was the role for this role. he's exactly. got the and it's the whole British thing too like that's you know, almost like a fucking worldview yeah, for them, right? right. Like the, the whole but it was cynicism, just, understated satire type of thing. Like it's just his deliveries for everything. Were, I thought were just fantastic. Yeah, I mean that that the last line we see of him on screen. I won't say why. Oh man, or what happens? Yeah. Him, oh, we're gonna last, get into that a, that, little, oh, a little. That'll bit. be part of the spoiler what a thing. scene. But, uh, <laughs> the exact line was. Um, be careful when you look into the light, mm-hmm. right? I think it was almost exactly what it was. Like that. It was great. Something it was a, it was a callback to a line he had delivered earlier in the movie as well to Logan in re- reference to himself. He his his mutant power was that he was a tracker, but one of the side effects of his mutancy was that he was a he had aggressive albinoism, like to the right. point where the sun was actively burning his skin, like he was set on fire, like not just like a sunburn, like he was getting scorched. Yeah, and um, like to to judge a book by its cover, and he's living actually, in Mexico. So, <laughs> a, a funny thing from from the trailer itself is you had brought up to my attention earlier that you before any of this you actually thought that he was the this character. Yeah, I didn't see anything in trailers, but promotional material was billing him as a villain, mm-hmm. which he's not. And and I saw in the weeks he's later, complex. Yeah, but meaning like it seemed like I thought he was going to be like the mutant bad guy, right? Which is not what he was. Right. Um, and it was only in the last couple of weeks before the movie came out that I saw. That his role was of caretaker of... This isn't a spoiler, by the way. Like This is the beginning state of affairs. He's the caretaker of 
uh, Professor Xavier when Logan is out trying to make them money to change their station in life at this time with the situation is that mutants are nearing extinction. There hasn't been a known birth of a mutant in, was it 20 years or something like yeah. that they said? 25 years? Um, which seems wild considering uh, where we last left off the series um, in its active run like X-Men 3, there was more mutants every day. More than there was at the beginning of right. it, right? And it was Xavier's like... Like, chief calling in life is to find and assemble and train and teach and integrate all mutants, right? And now he's a man without a purpose to his own, mm-hmm. you know, extent, right? Yeah. And dealing with his own physical and mental debilitations at this stage of life and, you know, he has to have a caretaker, <laughs> which is a, is a big change from where he had been in the other movies. Really well done. The more I think about it, the more I enjoy it. Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of like little subtle nuances to yeah. unpack on like repeat viewing and stuff. Although, let's talk was, about repeat viewing. As I was saying to Anthony earlier, um, this is the type of movie that when I walked away, I was like, "Fuck, that was awesome! Like, that's a great movie." But I don't want to see it again anytime soon. I, I think it was because it was kind of the emotional drain and the toll. Like, mm-hmm. it's a dark movie, right? You know, start to finish, and it's a dark movie that takes place in a dark world, right? Yeah, I think it, 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 there's a replayability for it for me there because I, I think the story overall, I, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind watching it over and over again where there's certain movies that I, I feel that way where it is so dark that I'm like, I'm not going to watch this again for a while or I'm not going to watch this again ever. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's just I don't want this, I don't want to go through that again because... Yeah, well, and that's what I was saying earlier. Um, and I think we'll talk about this a little more because there's some specifics yeah, I want to get into right here. Um, in the spoiler part, but I want to bring it up now too. Um, anyone who's seen the movie Children of Men came out about 10 years ago. And it kind of seemed to have fallen under the radar a little bit with, with some people. It's uh, Clive Owen, Michael Caine. Um, I always, I never know how to pronounce the guy's name. Um, from 12 Years a Slave. And now he's in, um, he was in The Martian too. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher his name so I'm not even going to say it. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, there's a couple other people in that movie too. But. The point is, the the tone and the themes in that movie are very similar to this one. And when I finally sat down to watch that a few months ago, um, for the first time, I walked away from that movie almost in the same headspace. Like, wow, that was a really, really good fucking movie. But I don't want to watch it again. Well, that one was more dramatic. I like, I honestly don't know if I ever want to watch the movie again. Um, whereas Logan, I do want to watch it again, but I definitely need some space. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I need some time. Right. Like, the fact that it'll take a few months for it to make a release onto, like, video and stuff like that is going to be good for me because I'm not going to... Like, it's not going to be Star Wars where I need to go back into the theater tomorrow and watch it again. Right. Um, before getting into spoilers... Yes. Which is going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. And I think this next topic will end up leading us there, but again, we will warn you before it happens. Yes. Um, the last uh, thing that I want to touch on okay. is the Munson family. Why? Oh, the Munsons. Okay, yes. They so there's the, the this group of this family of three, um, uh, husband, wife, and their son. I'm not going to get into too many details, but they're they, chance, chance encounter on the road. With... Chance encounter on the road, but it it develops the timeline, like the, not the timeline, but the time frame of the movie mm-hmm. in a really interesting way. Where also a little indication as to the whole thing with like societal trends again. That's a little more social right. commentary. And it was like. It, it tackles some, like, complex yeah. things going on. Well, it's like, funny because, like, when they introduced... Well, actually, I guess it was a little before they introduced them. Um, there was an advertisement uh, in the background 
uh, Logan's sitting in the bar waiting on uh, a car that he was going to buy. Right. And there's a commercial for Canewood, which is this big conglomerate, like, multinational corporation. Um, and you can tell, because you can only kind of hear it in the background and kind of see the cartoonish, like, um, commercial in the background that clearly it's, like, like GMO, like, crops, food is, like, way more advanced then than it is now. It makes sense. It's 13, 12 years from now, whatever. Right. Um, and that ends up taking a bigger forefront in that kind of middle section of the movie, um, which is where the Munsons tie in because they are farmers. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit of that back and forth banter between him and Logan about them being a self-owned farm that's getting squeezed out by these GMOs. And he's saying how oh, the food tastes like shit and right. you know, this and that. Um, I did think that was like an interesting... It was cool. And there was like, it's funny that like you, there was a, there's a scene in the movie where you you uh, leaned over and you're like, those trucks have no drivers. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I had no idea what you were talking I didn't notice it. You didn't at, notice it at, at first? At okay. first. And then I started noticing it. And then and then obviously it played a role. But um, Yeah, the whole the, there, was a, there was a cool scene where they're driving on the highway and all the tractor trailers, uh, they just sliced off like the whole cab in the front and it had automated drivers, which we see like Ubers doing in Pittsburgh and right. stuff like that. Um, so it was just the bed with the crates on top of it. And then, like, headlights. Right. And, like, a little thing, like, with, like, the computer thing. And they had, like, a little buzzer if someone was in the way, like, acting like a horn type of thing. Like, it was a cool design, I yeah. thought. And, like, it is a cool... I don't know if that's only 12 years away or not, but I didn't think that was kind of a cool, like, little glimpse. Yeah, and there's... it didn't look like a sci-fi society, right? But it was, right. like, you could tell there's advancement. But it's it's funny. It's, like, it's... It's a it's it is that like sci-fi future, but not fully there yet. Like it's on the way, yes. and like they're like they're they're just like giving you like these little hints, like hey, like this is like take a look, like just just enjoy this. This could be us right here. Yeah, this is what's going it's on. It's not flying cars. It's much more grounded, realistic advancement. Right. For which that I, time I thought was pretty cool. Definitely, no, I, um, I I thought that was kind of a cool like little, and it was also none of it was in your face either. The way they did it, like it was just there. Like you didn't have someone like like text dropping it. Like we're just like you know. They give you a 10-minute spiel on this whole thing. Like, it's just there. And, like, you'll notice what's going on. It's like, oh, like, that's a thing. And it's subtle and, like, seamlessly part of the whole environment. Right. I thought that was really cool. It was, it was really, it was well done. Um, Will Munson, the father. Yes. Does he, did he ring a bell for um, you? You know, he didn't. Who, who was he? Did you ever see Coming to America? Oh. Just let your soul glow. Alessandro. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, so silky smooth. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not let that. it shine through. You're asking. The, you're asking the wrong BLC. My mom and my dad would probably have right. totally like been on board with that. Uh, I have seen the movie, but it's been a while, and like I've never sat through the whole thing all the way through. Now I'm gonna have to. That's funny. He he popped up on the screen. I was like, is that Daryl? <laughs> that is Daryl. <laughs> anyway, if you've never seen Coming to America, go check it out. Fantastic comedy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy crushes it. No, the second Eddie Murphy. I didn't expect to talk about Eddie it Murphy. Twice. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. I say that repeatedly because they play multiple characters in those. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. and it's fantastic. I didn't expect to talk about Eddie Murphy twice in a Logan uh, podcast. Right. <laughs> um, now I think it's time. Time for the spoilers. I think it's time for the spoilers. Time to open the box. And I'm gonna. I, the first thing that I'm going to bring up has to do with the the Munson family here. Right, so we're going to say, but I'm going to tell you right now, the next thing that I say after this is a huge spoiler. So turn it off. We'll give you two seconds. All right, fuck you. We're doing it now. Okay. <laughs> right before the Munson family gets entirely slaughtered, okay. <laughs> um, shredded to shit. Somebody else gets gets taken. Oh down. my god. Um, and that is Sir Patrick Stewart. 
It wasn't Such... for me. It wasn't just Professor X. <laughs> it was Patrick Stewart getting oh. killed, and it was heart wrenching. And here's why: the it's way not that, ju- it's not just it's that the way they did it, and it's this. In this beautiful scene, like it's like he's like in bed and he's talking about how it's been such a he's like, talking a to perfect Logan. day. He's talking to Logan. It's been a perfect day. Logan, um, wait, we should set like the. I mean, you've seen it, you know, with Logan, he's going and he goes and he does the thing with with Will Munson and he comes back and right. it's like, and I knew, not at first when he starts talking, but when you see him walking around, I was like, what is going on? You see his face for a second. I was like, what fucking hell are we in right because it's so clearly not so, Logan, so let's, even let's, though it let's is. step through it though so they have so charles said is laying in bed the little girl sleeping on the floor next to him um he's having this conversation with logan the logan in the room is that is how i'm gonna put it <laughs> and he's talking about how he has had like it's been such a perfect day um he hasn't had a more perfect day in a really long really really long time and then he hits you with it I don't deserve and it. I don't deserve it. And this whole time you're wondering like Which what? by the way, they never fucking They never told tells us. you tell you, but I I mean so the whole time you the, you find out like that Charles has these seizures and as he's having them, he's basically paralyzing everybody around him. Within like how far? Like a thousand yards? It's, like it's, uh, like yeah, ridiculous. It's pretty significant. And like to the point where like they can't move and if it goes on long enough, it, I imagine they die. That's what that's well, considering the intention earlier is. in the movie Caliban said like I couldn't breathe. Right. And you saw that you effect. Literally, you saw Pierce in the truck when he's downstairs. Like he looks like he's choking to death. Right. And I'm gonna just go ahead and guess that he killed everybody. <laughs> like all the mutants well, so that, uh, like, that, that were heard, at the school. I don't know if you heard me I, when I when he said the Westchester incident. Yeah. I, I you said the school. You. I said that's the school's supposed to be in some fictional town in Westchester, New York. Right. Um. And then he says, I don't deserve it. Oh, Fuck, you know, he oh, killed man. Like, yeah, you're so like, many mutant you're kids. You're like, it went down. He, he had a fucking seizure and he accidentally killed so many mutants. And, uh, and, he's keep, and he said earlier in the movie, everyone's dead. Everyone's dead, right. And that's the thing. Like, it's like, I kind, of, it's I like, kind of figured something bad had happened. But when in that moment, it's like, you don't want to believe that it was this that did it. Yeah. But in that moment, you're like, oh, it was this. Well, like, and also, was... like, you know, it's feasible, right? Like, it's been, we're saying 25 years since a mutant's been born. It's been 20-ish years since... Things have been going mm-hmm. to shit for the mutants in the world. So right. you could totally see losing a friend with each successive battle, whether it be real or kind of not, you know, avowed or disavowed type of thing. Like where, oh, we lost Storm, you know. Right. Oh, this time we lost Beast or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and now my suspicion is while that probably kind of for some of it, I think a lot of them. Including right. fan favorites all died in the Westchester so well. West incident. Like, which I don't know if that's like, if that has any sort of tie into an actual story in the comics. Yeah, I've actually never really followed the X Men comics, but um, yeah, I didn't that either. Was, so that was a big gut punch r- right wrong there. Person here, um, and then oh, so walking walking you through a little further now on it, um, Logan, the Logan in the room, puts his and we'll clear that up in a bit, but puts his his fist to, to his Charles' chest. chest gently, gently, but then. His claws come out right through his chest. And they give you this shot of his face for Before a second. Before he does it. Before he does it. And he's he's his head shaved. It's not not like bald. But, but he's head, shadowed and yeah. it's dark. And you can see it's clearly a Hugh young, Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman with much shorter hair and a... Um, buzz cut. And a buzz, like a buzz cut look. But he also, he also is like obviously younger. 
look. Well, the funny thing is, his beard was similar, but no gray. No gray. Um, his and they also did a good job with the makeup, make, because they did good job with the elderly makeup. They did a, it was easy, I feel like, for them to do the younger version of him as well. Now, when this happens, I'll let you walk through your experience with it in a minute. But my experience is, was a trip. This is how this is how <laughs> mine went down. So this happens. Hugh Jackman then puts his. I'm gonna I'll just call him Hugh. Hugh puts his his fist on well, he Charles' was X24, chest. Twenty four, I think, right? Right. But but before we get there, he put his fist on his chest. He kills. He basically he doesn't kill him at, at this exact moment. He does die from this. But he he basically kills him with the claw, retracts it, and you see this younger this younger looking Logan. And yeah, my, right after he does, it, you get a better shot of his face. Is going into like. Okay, this is like a twisted dream. Charles is asleep right now. That was now, one of my thoughts. And we're finding out, like, oh, like he's like he dreams and has regret. Like that's what I'm thinking. Well, I was and and then, I was even wondering whether it's Charles's dream or whether it's Logan's dream. Right. I, in for, in my mind, like at this point, it's it's Charles's dream. And then like, I, that, I would have given more credence, but I, like even in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, it, oh, it's Charles's dream. Yeah. Oh, it's, or maybe it's Logan's dream. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Like so in in that mind in my in that point in my mind it's Charles's dream, and I was like, oh, like this is terrible. And then like things start to get worse and worse and worse, and then, worse. And then we realize what's happening, and that it's not actually Logan, and it's not a dream. It's a different one, and you're like, oh crap, they're like they're breeding these mutants. They made another Logan, and then I was like, oh no, oh no, it's Charles. Right. Charles has been stabbed in the chest, and I was like, you. They ki- they killed him, and they they led me to believe for a little just a split second that it wasn't him, which kind of calmed me down for a second. But, but then you not. realize that it was him, and I just it made me so unprepared for the death of him. <laughs> not I assumed but... that he would die in the me movie too. at some point, but not in that way, and not yet. Not yet. No. They took Grandpa away I from think... me. That's how, <laughs> that's, that's what you were saying. That's what I said earlier. <laughs> that's what I was worried. About. I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. See, it, oh. like the funny thing was like, <laughs> as it was like after we got past that initial shock factor of like, oh my god, he just stabbed the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Like he's not walking away from this. Not that he could walk anyway, but um, <laughs> but <I'm bummed. laughs> Jeez. um, no, but I had the I had the thought. Remember the last time we were doing this? I don't think we did it on the podcast, but the. Matrix, not like this. Not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> Matrix oh, fans, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like that was my th- like. Okay, like he makes a joke that he's over 90 years old, like in the movie. You mm-hmm. know, like, you kind of figure he's on his last legs, and once you you see that he's got, you know, he's got a debilitating like degenerative brain condition and all that. Like you know, you expect to be his last ride for right. sure, but. Not like that. I did not expect Ugh. that way. Um, so my experience was pretty similar to yours, but even more than that, like, because I caught on, I think, before, like, fully before it happened, that it wasn't Logan, or that there was something off in all of that. Um, so I had the same thing when he does stab him. like, oh, God, it's a sick dream. Whose dream is it? Is it Charles? Is it Logan's? It's probably Charles. Mm-hmm. But not only that, even half a second before that, thought as he was stabbing him because his last line before that was he says the Westchester incident and how he doesn't deserve it and this and that and he says to Logan I think I'm finally beginning to understand you because he what what if Logan had done something um that I think it was he embraced going to help the family I forget exactly Mm -hmm. he's he did something because he had been telling him, surprisingly, that, you know, Charles has always been firm with him, but flat out calling Logan a disappointment. Like, mm. two or three times earlier in the movie, right? Right. 
Um, and he finally now says, I, I'm beginning to understand you. And he had just mentioned the Westchester incident, and he stabs him. And I almost wondered even if it was, oh, Logan's just had enough of your shit. You know? Mm-hmm. Your seizure almost killed everyone at the Oklahoma City in, in the hotel. Um, ultimately, it worked in their favor, right? Because it gave Logan, he was the only one who could fight off the effects of that um, time-bending shit and get upstairs and save uh, Laura and Charles, right? Um but he had that seizure because he was purposely not taking the medicine that he needed to take. That, mm-hmm. that Logan was fighting tooth and nail to get him that medicine. He finds the, the capsule buried in the seat cushion in the car. Um, he's put the, this family in danger. He, he made them stay over a night. You know, and it's like, you knew the fucking Munsons were going to die. Because that's how this always goes, right? Like, you stick, oh, we can just relax for two seconds. Well, no, Calvin's tracking you. You know they're going to fucking catch right. up to you. Like, in Logan even says it. Like, you know what we're doing is like we're gonna these guys are gonna die like he doesn't say it but he says it like and then finally bring up the westchester thing and like we were saying oh god how many mutants did he accidentally kill with that seizure and i'm wondering right. if logan's finally just like it's time not an anger per se that man- anger was the the impetus for him finally to make the decision but that this was a long time coming yeah I, for half a second i did have that thought like like was oh it a- it's time or and maybe even like like in X-Men 2, I just happened to see it on TV the other mm-hmm. day, where he's at um, Bobby's house, and the, the brother calls the cops, and yeah. he sees them in the background. I was wondering even if he sensed that they were right down the road, and there's no way I'm ever going to be able to load you into the car, and me and Laura need to escape. Yeah. So, rather than leaving you to your fate, I'll put you out of your misery. Like, that was even, like... Yeah. A con- or yeah, almost like a, oh, like this is the most perfect day. Let's let's go out. Let's, let's end on your perfect that. day. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also because you're gonna hold us back, and you keep telling me that the one thing you want to do in your last days is save this little girl. Yeah, and the best way for me to do that is to cut the excess baggage. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and that ultimately wasn't it, right? It was. But X-24. yeah, and you find out that that is not in any way a thought that had ever crossed his mind because no. this movie has a lot of powerful moments but one of the most powerful ones for me was him when loading he, him into the pickup no it's when he gets up to the bed and he said I didn't do this oh because he like, sees that he's still oh. alive and I was he, like no 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 I know you, I know you didn't I know you, you know didn't. in his mind he's worried that Charles is going to freak out seeing him pick him up does Grandpa Chuck know does Grandpa <laughs> Chuck <laughs> yes <laughs> right like and like that and it's funny because like the emotion in that sequence wasn't there for me because it was the shock and adrenaline I still like I was like sad but I didn't have like sad wasn't the first like thought or feeling in my mind it was oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck it was you know holy shit there's a new better improved Logan fucking shit up and murdering everyone in this house Um, by the way we had heard about this rumored X24 that was the next level in the whole experimentation like we found a better, bigger and better mutant right. soldier. We haven't known who it, who or what it was until now. And oh my god, it's also Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's new, better Logan. Yeah, that was actually, and that's another crazy thing. So you have great review. You have Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, and fighting Hugh Jackman playing a robotic Hugh Jackman playing Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. <laughs> 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 and it's just like it's crazy that the two of them are fighting and really really well done um with the with the special effects there of like 
making it really feel like it was two separate people yeah. fighting. No matter how many times they do that, because they've been doing that for years, right? Yeah. No matter how many times they do that, like one person playing the same person fighting yeah. each other, yeah, never, I'm still impressed by it. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was great. It was like the way they did the, they did the cuts and like that you're not looking directly at like both of them at the same time. And even if you are for a very split second... We've gone. We've gotten so far. Even normal special effects that aren't two people on the screen at the same time who's the same person. Like some every once in a while, you'll catch like up. Oh, that was clearly the stunt double. Right. Um, and it's funnier. It's 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 actually funny in in movies where they almost purposely do that. Yeah. yeah. Like 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 I think of in Beer Fest when uh, they're having the fight scene on top of, above the beer and he's fighting the the black woman who was like who's and. And he's beating the shit out of her, and then they cut to a scene of him doing like the hockey fight style, where he pulled the jacket over her head and he's punching her, and it's clearly like a man who's half her size. You're right. It's clearly <laughs> not that woman anymore. Right. <laughs> but I no, when that. they can seamlessly do that, even when it's not trying to do the same person twice, it's a, it's just like the way that effects are now. It's incredible. Like I yeah, think. Um, but they did a great job with the two of them on there. Although I I did think fast forwarding to later in the movie. Um, there was no payoff to the line that Pierce had had earlier where that fight scene's going on and he's and Dr. Rice sell, says to uh, I think that was, that was his name right Dr. yeah Dr. Rice um was saying that he wanted Pierce to stop him and Pierce says the only problem with that is you're the only one he listens to mm-hmm. and later in the movie when when Logan kills Pierce or not Pierce when he kills Rice there was no payoff to that you know, I was wondering if that was going to come into play because it seemed like they set that up, like right, right, like why would Pierce say like he would just go and do it unless later Pierce was going to want to call him off and he couldn't. Right, that, right, right, we didn't get that payoff, and it doesn't really matter. It just seemed There's like an a, odd, like respect. an odd loose string there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I don't know if you caught that. Or I not. did. Yeah, the yeah, honestly, like the it's funny. It's like they're the the bad the bad guys <laughs> in the movie. They're not nearly as important as the rest of the story and like it's just it's just a necessary evil that this thing that has to be chasing them for them to like to push them forward yeah the enemies were more of a plot device yeah whereas like the real enemy was kind of it's an us versus them or us versus the world type of thing which is kind of cool uh it's kind of interesting i guess that probably led to why pierce and rice were a little underdeveloped as we were saying earlier right well and then but then on that same thing so i did hate them right i hated Mm -hmm. them to their very core especially that that pierce yeah pierce guy yeah, and uh, robot hand, robot hand, um, to the point where when Hugh Jackman shoots his hand and it breaks, I was like, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> yeah, like kill him. That was and cool. then they took it like li- like twenty steps further, and all of the little children mutants. Oh yeah, they don't kill him; they mutilate him till he dies. They, ga- they gang raped him. Oh my god! They mutant gang raped him oh, with their powers, essentially. Was, <laughs> and I was just like, and I, I was like. It was a little medley of all the things. I didn't even feel do. bad about feeling good about it. No, like, yeah. it, was, it was all. I was like, oh, how's this going to turn out? Really, oh, they just destroyed oh, they're murdering him. him with blades of grass and a little bit of ice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the, I loved, like, that they. And that one, the, the, the fat little black kid. Oh, my God. He was him great. running in the woods was hysterical. He, it was, it was. And it was. Oh, it was also. I want to talk about it later, but he was holding just, the Wolverine yeah, action figure. It was hysterical, but it was also heartbreaking because it was just like, uh, it's just how, uh, how I pictured myself. He's getting attacked. When I was there, he was so like, he was just, I can't get away he like, was from so anything. Round. Yeah, it's just like he it's was like a little meatball. It's like when you're playing tag and you're just it. You know, that's I, I feel him. I get Anthony, it. Anthony, you have something to tell us? No, that was it. <laughs> is this is this a, is this a, back a I was, childhood memories? Oh yeah, <laughs> I was a fat fat fatty. Is what I'm saying. 
Uh, but okay, so another, about that same character, the he does this. You're you're wondering like this kid's got like a, little, a cool bit of bravery to him, right? Yeah. And and they like do little hints of him throughout. They did it earlier on where they they were showing you clips of the kids in their cells at this research facility. Yeah. And uh, they don't show you... They show you some of them doing things. Mm-hmm. They show you him. They don't actually show you him doing anything, but you do hear electric static. Did you? I, I think yeah. I missed that. There's actually. a little bit of like a zap. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then there's the scene where he's sitting next to the Humvee and there's a guy in the gun. And when he realizes everything's going down, he just electrocutes that guy yes. by just shocking. He was the first the... one to take action yeah. while all the little kids are getting. And like... it, I was like, "Damn! Like <laughs> this kid is the shit. Like yeah, this yeah. is awesome." And then between him and then the the one that that used nature to just rip a human being apart when he that was when brutal. She murdered two brutal. people with pine cones, yeah. and then also used the pine cones to tear him into shreds. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing left of that man. No, unreal. That was just crazy. A, just a stain on the carpet. Oh, of pine. <laughs> pine needles. <laughs> that was great, though. Um, and the, those little kids were great, all of them. Like, yeah. they, it was cool. It was a cool thing. Like with them, like running through and like fighting back. No, and, they held their own. Yeah, as just little kids. Like as, now, let's touch on that on the on our, our old friend, the little black kid, little chubby black kid with the Wolverine. Oh my god! Electric, electric man. Electric man. <laughs> electric man holding his electric yellow Wolverine. Yeah, they, well, they like the, their names were like kind of like ri- like ridiculous, and also like they didn't really like have names considering they were born. I was almost gonna say born in captivity, like zoo animals. Although they kind of what they were, yeah. right? They were lab rats. They weren't. They, they had the video where the doctor is saying they're not people. They're things. They're investments. Right. They're property, which is like Ugh. fuck. Wow. Yeah. Just um, more of the reason I want you all to get murdered. Yeah. Right. Like. And that was actually was that was that Rice too? Because that, that was the first time we might have seen him on. That was Rice. Was that Rice? Yeah. Um. So yeah, like, so it was like, and she was that the thing where she was reciting all their names, and he's reciting the names, but he doesn't remember any of the names. He remembers like one of them, and then it's just and then blah 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 yeah. blah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was that was a moving scene too, where she's repeating the names of the people that she's. That she's the first remember. time we know yeah. she talks. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that was good. Yeah. What is it? What was the first thing you said? Thank you, Donata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Wait, my what? god! What the fuck? Yeah, you've been fucking being able to talk I, the whole the, time. Just like... them, them yelling back and forth at each other. She punched him in the face. That was great. And don't it was hit like, me. It was like a sucker punch. He's <laughs> like, bop. And you go, don't, don't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You so know funny. The, the funny thing about that too, though, right? Like she punched him in the face, and he says, "Don't hit me." He didn't want to fight her. Yeah. Like, not just because she's a little girl. I think he was a little scared. Yeah. Because like. He's like there's because she's straight up terrifying and like well but like you can see like at this point like clearly the toll's been taken on him like he wakes up in the doctor's office yeah and, like, this and that and like he knows he's dying of adamantium poisoning I guess yeah. like um but I think there was like a fuck I don't want to like do the disciplinary thing of being your father that I'm probably your father um even if you are a test tube kid. Um, and like disciplining you or spank you like you've never had an actual parent. Right. Part of it's because I just can't deal with you shredding me with your tiny little adamantium claws right now. Because <laughs> you totally will. Right. Oh my god. So, uh, real great. Like, for, well, let's talk about fan service for a second there. In the beginning of the movie, um, he tears the guys to shreds that are taking the, the wheel off his tire. Yes. Uh, first off, why was he overprotective of the car just because that's how he was making his money? Yes, and he said it's rental. Okay. So it was a bigger thing. Like if it was his, he would have just passed it off. Like, oh yeah. But I think he didn't want to have to pay the damages. Yeah. So also, I think he was just disoriented and drunk and they, passed out. He was sleeping in the back of the car. Yeah. 
But uh, when they when they eventually jump on him and um, they like hold him down and like he, he just like enters like that like berserker mode. The like, danger zone. That is like that like that's the awesome Wolverine like when you're a kid watching like you're just like yeah like oh my oh my god like <gasps> this is happening. Oh, in a his real clothes movie are right in that now. guy's right now. This is happening. And then he just yeah he just like just starts ripping people apart and you're just like oh his claws are in that guy's skull and also out the back of his skull. <laughs> and, then, and this is like the first. This is the like the first scene of the movie. Yeah. So, which is really great Set for tone. setting the tone, and you just you're just like, oh, oh, that's oh, happening. it's this Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, oh man, but going from the beginning then to the very end because we're gonna go back to the little kid holding the Wolverine figure, and that was at uh, the that was at the gravesite. Wow. That was at the the Logan gravesite. Bring it up, bring it back down. That's what I'm gonna do for you right now. Um, tragic, the tragic ending. Wow. Like, and again, like we said with Charles, it had to be in your mind that it was a possibility. Like, yeah. he said this is the last one he's foreseeably doing, barring a possible team-up with Deadpool. Mm. He's, I think both of them have said that if there was a way to work either of them in in Deadpool, that they would consider doing it. Right. Um, not which, necessarily being which featured. They, which but they like, did with the Hugh Jackman face stapled onto his face. Oh, uh, that that was funny as shit when I saw I that. I was that. not ready for that. Yeah. Deadpool. And and the uh, the other the other crossover would be. Do the, we want to do we want to get into the little Deadpool thing first? Yeah. We, yeah. Let's get into that before because like I feel like we're gonna have to like finish strong. I yeah. Think. Sure. Okay. So with the Deadpool thing, uh, the movie opens with the the new teaser for Deadpool two. Yes. As we it was great little like the smallest of tie-ins that Logan is. On screen behind, it's on screen. Like and also on the in the alley, it's a it's one of the it's the movie poster, like the the movie poster of his hand down. Oh, was that one? It, of the it was things? also one there was of something that. else I noticed. Fuck, I can't remember what it was. There was one of one of the shots in there. There's a poster on one of the uh, windows, mm-hmm. and it was like something that like like I caught it in my mind, and I don't remember what it is now. But I meant to ask you or mention it to you, and I don't remember what it is now. Which fuck, whatever. Go on with what you were saying. Yeah. Like, well, no, that, that was really it. Like, the, that, there's your other tie-in. Is like, not only it was before the the Logan movie, but they they probably want to like they wanted to keep their tone very specific. I feel like. Yes. So they did this beforehand, just to. to I feel like it's a nod because, like I said before, this movie doesn't happen without Deadpool. Yeah. And then the and they've also had some horse trading with all of that. Yeah. Um, because you know Deadpool is an X Men is part of the X Men universe. Um. And that we have Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, right? <laughs> Teenage what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, some of his jokes surrounding her were great. Like, yeah. The, the one about her... Was... Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I fucking cracked up oh, the first so time good. I saw that. Like, uh, um, that was a good movie to see. Like, I saw that with like a group of people. Yeah. So, like, that was funny as hell. Like, I have to make sure... Hopefully those fuckers are going to listen to this one, but I got to make sure that like we all go see Deadpool two together. Because, right, right. Like, we had a good time with that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they, so they've had some horse trading with all that because remember he keeps not saying in Deadpool he keeps not saying like any of their names. Yeah, and he's making like jokes about how like it's, it rhymes with Schmulverine, like this and that. So that's why it's I guess it's good indication that they're moving closer. Yeah, because. There was they were very like on edge, like kind of tiptoed around it in the first Deadpool. But the fact that they actually have Logan in this mm-hmm. thing, in this promo for Deadpool, I would assume means that they're working. Not that it'll be a part of a coherent universe, but that they'll more freely trade characters. Yeah, hopefully. that's what it seems like. 
Which I can, think is good because it, yeah. it, they can't they can't exist in the same space. I feel like. Tell with, me you wouldn't with this love, being so serious. Tell me you wouldn't love uh, end of Rogue One type of scene where Logan and Deadpool are fucking shit up for ninety seconds together. Oh my god! Like if we could just get that. Like I get like if he cool. doesn't want to be Wolverine, like fine. Yeah. But you can't tell me that we can't get like a Expendables Chuck Norris. Like I think again. I think you can get that in the second Deadpool. I don't. You can't get it in the end of this movie. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like in Deadpool, okay. like, if we can get yeah. a, a Wolverine cameo where he's fighting alongside Deadpool right. and like he walks off and gives him a middle claw, like "fuck you" middle finger thing. Like you can't tell me you can't give me that for ninety seconds or two minutes or five minutes, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm not greedy. I don't need him to be featured in the movie. Like just you can't tell me you can't give me an action scene with the two of them. Right? Hell, I would even take. A 10 second clip that was like a flashback to one time they were fighting together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like, you can't tell me you couldn't get Hugh Jackman on set for one day to film right. that scene. Like, yeah, I feel like he would. I mean, I don't know. He's, why not? Just do it. Like, we'll yeah, love it. we'll I, love like, you. We'll love you forever. Ryan Reynolds will love it. Hugh Jackman should yeah. love it. The fans yeah. are going to love it. Like, it's going to be great. And that's fan service done right. You know what right. I mean? Like, now, so the. The teaser was awesome, obviously, and like it was just really silly. If you, if you want, go check it out online. Actually, I would. There's multiple versions. I, I, yeah, well, it's not that there's multiple versions; it's just longer cut. It's a longer cut, the one that I shared you with you. Really? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just it's just extended. Um, but though, I would say watch the one online just be, just to get that extension. Especially if you if you see the one with Stanley, then you yes. know you've seen you've seen the one. Yes, because um, that was part really, of my that was like really, probably that my was, favorite thing. Yeah, in the thing. that was so funny. Not now. Yeah, um, but. Uh, Here's a, an interesting thing that I thought of. Well, he wasn't. Um, in, is this he why he wasn't in Logan? No, he wasn't. Um, not that I realized, unless he was subtly there. That no, because that's never that subtle. Stan, I don't think Stanley was in Logan. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but uh, so in Deadpool, he goes to. He makes a joke when he goes to the mansion, and there's only two of them in there. Is this is Charles the reason there's only two of them? In there? Oh, what? No, but that. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny as that is. Um, well, one, I imagine that anything that he did that killed all of them would have been the mansion's not standing anymore. Mm. Um, so no, I am. I, I think that that, and that doesn't really add up. One no, with the timeline. No, <laughs> no, you imagine? This is really funny. If that was the case. Like if Logan had come out before Deadpool, you know that's making it into the final cut of the script, right? Uh, yeah, and, or so yeah, this if, is what Winchester Dead, looks like if, now. Yeah, if, or if Deadpool two comes along, he's like, I call on some backup, but Charles killed them all, <laughs> or something. Oh, I'm just thinking. Uh, I'm calling the uh, the uh, Xavier Mansion, but uh, getting a busy signal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it says this number's out of service. I wonder why that is. <laughs> oh my god! So back to the end. The end of Logan. Oh my god! Um, so you asked me in one of our uh, earlier episodes, or earlier parts of the first episode, rather, um, about what the most recent movie that made you cry is. Mm. I can't say that I have an answer for you for that, but I did find it odd that it felt like there was a lot of pollen. Inside the movie theater on a cold March day, because my eyes started watering, or maybe I caught a little bit of the jalapeno from breakfast. Because, yeah, Al teared up a bit. Yeah, I mean, not Poor I didn't. Al. I didn't cry, but you weren't sobbing. I wasn't sobbing, but I'm not going to say there wasn't a tear that maybe escaped the corner of my eye uh, while he's on that log talking to Laura. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> was it what was it about the scene was it the whole thing was it the fact that she calls thing, him dad or daddy and I was it's, just like it was like stop this right now <laughs> like it started with that like that uncomfortable feeling you get yeah. like, in like like your head and face like area it's like where it's like 
oh, I might tear up. Yeah. And then it's like that stinging in the eyes. And then it's the, you know, you have to run with your friends, you know, go, go now. And it's like, uh, I'm, wow, I can't. The light's looking really weird around the corner of my eyes here. It's almost as if there's um, tears distorting the light. And then it's dad. And it's like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's, oh, the last line he says, oh, this is what it feels like. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Wow. So that did it for me, too. Like, that line, I was, I'm not, I didn't actually, I didn't end up tearing up during this movie. I did. But um, that, that line hit me. The, the line, I told you about earlier with uh, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> Charles, um, in the bed where he said, like, this wasn't me, or like, it wasn't me. Yes. That hit me harder than that particular line. But then at the very end, bringing the character back to her mute self, um, not that they had to, it's just that she wasn't speaking in the scene where, like, her, I feel like her delivery when she's completely was mute was, like, fantastic. But, uh, when she pulls the she pulls the cross out and lays and she it over turns onto it an X. on like turns it so it's an X and pl- places it down. That's when I got the little <laughs> like just a little just a little just a little shudder, a little bit of uh, and then and then quivering and then to really just not like knock you out, Logan. Yes. I was like, oh, oh my god! The movie just ended on me. That was, was rough. And then like it was one of those movies that when it ended, for a second I looked over at you to say something. But there were no words no. at this point. It's just like, you know what? And I'm watching the credits just roll. Just listen to a surprisingly upbeat Johnny Cash song. Yeah, this John, the, the man. What is it? I don't know the, remember the name of it. Yeah, but I'm not um, a I recognized Johnny Cash, it. Uh... Um, but then, like, the, the credits are rolling, and I just, like, you asked me if there was something at the end of the movie, and I'm like, probably not, but Fuck. at this point, like, we're going to sit through the entire credit roll. I'm and not sure if I, I can stand honestly, right now. I can't, like... I'm not moving. I'm not moving just yet. I'm not ready to part with this. <laughs> But that was that was just it, a that that just it. boom the cross comes up boom turns into X put, places it down in slight like maybe like what like two seconds and then the screen she, yeah she starts to walk with, off to follow with, her friends oh, like and that's what we were talking about with uh, Shock Kid um, Shock Boy Shock Boy holding the classic '90s era so like good. Wolverine action figure the yellow with the, the covering oh, his his like fanged hair and shit like that like. And he's like clutching it too, and it's like, ah, oh. so good. Oh my so god, so good. He he, in that moment, was how everybody felt. <laughs> just, yes, just holding on to Wolverine a little bit and longer. It's funny because <laughs> I've enjoyed the X Men, like X Men One and X Men Two. Like I really like those movies when they yeah. came out. Like I've watched both of them a bunch of times. Like they're always on FX and stuff like that. Like like X Men Two is a really really good movie. Um, and I, it's funny because at this point, I I do think of the X Men movies outside of the whole conversation about superhero movies you sure. know they are they're clearly a marvel property or were you know whatever um but like when you, someone says superhero movies to me you're either talking about marvel cinematic universe or dc extended universe you know what i mean like that's what in today's movie landscape that's what those things are i never expected being connected like i've enjoyed hugh jackman's done a great job as wolverine i've enjoyed the character i've enjoyed the movies but there was a there was a bit of the what that emotion for me was not fully realizing how good he was and how attached to the character I was. You yeah. know, like like Yeah. Like that brought it home for me like this was his final masterpiece. And it was a completely yeah. different Logan most of it. Like he still had the rage yeah. and the quips. But like he, and like this he, and that. he gets that he has he has real emotion like 
positive emotion at the end of the But of making the film. it, he was more than just an object. He was yeah. a person. Like, he was an object of rage through most of the first few movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, his purpose was to show the most wor- the worst and most ferocious in people and what unrelenting fury can do um, in the most desperate of circumstances, right? And And now he's a person. And it was him realizing he's a person and us realizing he's a person at the same time. Right. Because I don't think he thought he could be a real person mm-hmm. until he was willing to lay down his life for his maybe daughter. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, it was that good. There's, um, it's just such a great, just a real, just a real powerful ending. Yeah. I love that. And it was like, because it, it wasn't like the, it wasn't just the... That movie's a roller coaster, man. It like is. This. It is a roller coaster. And it's not just the, it's, not the, it's dark... not the fade to black on the movie. It's like, it's the fade to black, but it's like also the curtain dropping on the last performance. Yes. Of, the last like, Logan, and the it, last like, Charles. Also, like, like what could not have been better. No. Like that, I was just like... I don't know if there's a better send-off. And, you know, so, you know, we talked about La La Land and I yeah. talked to... I didn't tell you, did I, that my parents watched La La Land um, and both of them had the same reaction. I hated the ending. And mm. I'm like, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told my... A lot of people hate I told it. my... Like, uh, I, Nearly fifty-year-old mother and fifty-year-old father. I told both of them grow up. Life's not all sunshine and roses. That's almost exactly <laughs> what I fucking said to them because my dad has had this thing forever. Like I went to see Shutter Island with my dad and my brother, and he's like, "I didn't like it. The ending sucked. It was too dark and depressing." And I was like, "I mean, yeah, it was dark and depressing. I didn't like love the movie. Like it was good, fine, mm-hmm. whatever. Like it was like a good, solid movie. Like the ending, I thought fit more or less. Like, it was sad, whatever." He's like, "No, I don't like going to watch a movie and like it like makes me feel shit at the end." Like I was like. But life is shit sometimes, like, you know, like, and, like, it was a real ending, right? Like, and the same thing with La La Land, and my mom's like, I just don't get it. And I was like, well, first of all, listen to the podcast. Uh, (laughs) We got you covered. Second of all, it's the whole point of, like, the whole point of La La Land is to break down the false look at at Hollywood being all sunshine and daisies Mm -hmm. and perfect happy endings, right? Like, that's... The point is, it's not always like a happy ending, and the ending made sense. And the same thing with with Logan, like the the curtain like falling on this whole thing is like, man, it sucks and it's sad, and like they're gonna hate it because it's like yeah. it's sad and depressing. But it's like the dude's 170 right. but, years yeah, old, for, like, for and me, he ended when he ended the way he needed to. For me, seeing that, I'm just like, I I I love I'm I like different endings to movies, and like for me, like that, like knowing that it's like the like end it's nice to have happy endings. Yeah, but I I like something like that though, knowing that it's the end, like, and that it was done so well. That it didn't leave me wanting more. It left me being like, "Oh, like this is this is the this is a good place to stop." I don't know. I was, I was happy with that. Well, and it took it took 170 years for him to realize that he was a real person. It yeah. took us 17 oh. years to realize he was a real person. And when the the final curtain falls, both of us know. Yeah. He was a real dude, and he finally got it. Like right. you know what I mean. So um, to touch on two uh, two things that I wrote down here while we we're talking about this one the. A lot of like the random, the cool callbacks, like the random like little things, like the subtle callbacks and things like that. One of them being Charles when he's like r- rambling on it early on the first time you see him. Yes. And he says something about the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And that was it, a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but it wasn't that. It's not what he was referring to. He was referring to like whatever this vision is that he had of the Statue of Liberty, which was like the, the Liberty Hotel or Motel, which is where the girl was. I don't. Did you not pick up on that? Oh no! Uh, it so isn't. that so like they when he looks up at it, it's Liberty, and like some of the letters are out, but it's ah, that's okay. where yeah, that's, I just, that's I just read was. it as like a true like straight thing from like the first movie, like yeah, 
Which I, I think that's the intention, but then, and then... That it was dual meanings. Yeah, like, and then... Um, yeah, no, I didn't pick up on that, actually. And then when, uh, like, he see like, the, the what put it together for me, like, that, that's what he was referring to. I thought they just did it at first, but then he was like, this is the girl, like, this is the, like, the one that I was telling you about or something like He said something along those lines, but mm-hmm. he's, he's clearly been, like, either, like, you know, communicating with or seeing this person through... Well, you saw there was that one scene when he goes to sleep. Yeah. And his lips are twitching. Yeah. So he's, he's talking to her. Yeah. It's so, ah, that was so, so well done. Um, And now that we are in, obviously, crazy spoiler land, we do need to touch back on um, uh, Caliban. Yes. And his final scene on screen. Oh, yeah, I actually completely forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you run with it because like I, I I've got nothing but just like it's one of those things like I can't even say it was just it was just so great yeah no it's so like so like good. you said like his his whole complexity is character because we get introduced to him and he's kind of got like the he's the housekeeper mm-hmm. and he's kind of there against his will and also like this really weird like mom and dad like bickering well yeah well, like, yeah, take, like husband take, and wife care of, like, yeah yeah, like, yeah I'm sorry yeah husband like, and wife yeah, no hundred percent like. So, it's, I so don't mean funny. to nag, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he literally says that, you know. And then, like, the, the fact that he, like, set him up and he, like, threw him a bottle of aspirin. Yes. And, like, to try to explain to him that, like, you're reading the... Like, the he's label, like, yeah. look, look at the... Uh, and he shows up with glasses later yeah. with the tags oh, still on. Oh, my God. Oh, that was so great. good. I know if, if you haven't watched it and for some reason are still listening to us right now... What is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't... Uh, you're, not getting, you're not getting any of this. But if you did see the movie, you know Brian. exactly what we're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, Brian. Um, but if you... If you if you did see it, you know exactly what we're talking about. And you feel the same way. You're like, oh, that was so good. Yeah, like, yeah. it was so good. <laughs> no, it was interesting because, yeah, you get introduced and it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to like Caliban that much. Like, he's mm-hmm. just, and he's there and he's nagging. And I love, <laughs> Charles, the albino one, as if he doesn't know who he is. Like, like there's no way he would have been there helping them if he didn't have a history with them to some extent, right? right? And we know that, like, as Pierce says when they, he captures him, like, you know, you worked for us for a long time. You helped us round up the mutants. Like, he's got a dark past and is clearly spending his remaining years trying to do right and by him that means to protect Charles Xavier who has spent his whole life protecting others right. including himself probably mm-hmm. we don't know that for a fact I don't know if in the comics he was or not you know but uh, and, and I thought it was interesting like there was like depth and there was like pain behind that character right where he's motherly to Logan and to Charles and He's clearly out of his element, right? Logan tells him to go drag Pierce behind down, you know, to the the ditch and dump him. And why didn't he just put a bullet in his head right then to have that all backfire in him, right? Like, right. Why? Like, and it shouldn't have even been an option. Logan should have killed Pierce when he told him to dump the body. Right. Like, why does he just kick him and like leave him knocked out? What good was going to come from leaving him alive? Was it going to be a bargaining chip later? Like, hey, I could have killed you and I didn't. Like I, well, I think it, I think it, lends and that's to ultimately the, the downfall of them. It does, it does lend to his his comment later on with uh with the girl. Um, I guess it, about you, you killing. could be right about dealing with killing. But yeah, he this, does, he doesn't do it unless he absolutely like, unless he has to. But he and has he, to he know. Feels he has like, to know that that that's a death that needs to happen for them to. And it ends up with that with Caliban's torture, right? You know, capture torture by putting him in the sun. You know, like, God forbid. You, but he's so albino apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and. He, coerced into doing the thing again but then the doctor says oh well maybe yeah you're supposedly helping us but maybe you're purposely leaving us a step behind and he says the line to he said the line to pierce right about being careful looking into the light early in the movie yeah or did he say to logan he said it's a pierce that's what i thought when they first capture him and he says 
Or to no. ask him, like, what did your mother used to tell you or something like that when you were younger? Like, would she say things like, be like careful of the light or something like that? Yes, yes. And then he shines the UV rays on him mm-hmm. and it burns him. And then at the end, when they're at the Munson farm and everything's going to shit and they're all dead or dying. And by the way, great job by Munson coming back from the dead, uh, basically. To, yeah. To fucking impale the shit out of X-24. Although he then was going to... Finish it? In my, yeah, in in my mind, I was just like, oh, like, somehow the little girl got out of her shackles and she drove this truck into him. I, I, I did not think that it was I wouldn't have been be terribly surprised Mr. either, Munson. but I guess it was... <laughs> Mr. M. Mr. M. <laughs> um, no, nah, he looked like he was going to finish the job, though, and kill Logan, too. Yeah. He pulls the trigger and he clicks. But, so then, after all of that, Caliban has his last act of defiance and his last act of help for Logan... Pulling the two grenades, and I totally saw that coming. Yeah. Like, I, well, I knew he was going to do something. I didn't know what. Because you could see they were showing the corner of, like, the image of one grenade at one yeah. point before he does it. But you don't get enough of a picture to necessarily tell what it was. And then after that, you see him reaching for it. And he grabs the two grenades. And I was like, oh, wow, that's... I'm pretty sure they do that in the trailer. Or too much of it in the trailer. And what, I don't remember what made it one. for me was the line. That's what made the scene. I don't remember through. seeing that in the trailer. But again, I told you, I didn't see yeah. all of them. So I may have missed that one. But yeah, that line, he says to Pierce, as his last... It's whatever, it's whatever that line was. Last like, from, it was you. just a complete recall. No other words. Click. Be careful looking into the line. Oh, and the grenades. And then he just blows it the hell up. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, and we, so for, good. and we forgot about it. I mean, how emotional the scene was when yeah. he... Because when, when, it was right after that when Logan buries Charles. Yeah. Oh my god, that scene. And that was the first time we kind of saw her, like her humanity as well. Yeah. Where she walks over and grabs his hand as yeah. he's struggling because their dream was to get the boat right, which that was... Did, did you get a Of Mice and Men vibe with that? They were going to go by this boat, they're going to go by this boat, they're going to go by this boat... He's telling Logan, or he's telling Charles, we're gonna get with this boat. And then his last thing yeah. was, tell me about the basically tell me, tell about, me about the, the rabbits. Yeah, like, tell like, me about the boat. Tell yeah. me about the rabbits. Because how was that gonna work out? Yeah, that's so true. I right? Didn't, I didn't think of that before. I, I thought about it. It was only when Charles was dying, right, that I thought of it. Um, it was never gonna work out because where were they gonna get the medicine to keep him from having the seizures? Right. He was gonna have a seizure somewhere down the line and kill both of them out at sea accidentally. Yeah. Right, like that—that that plan was never going to work. Well, either that or like, was he going to get a lifetime that, supply of it before? That might have been the idea, or the fact that like Logan probably can withstand it to whatever extent, and eventually he'll. Pass. But he still needed the other drug to end the seizure. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know, or if it's to end it immediately. It wasn't clear. It might just eventually pass. It might have, but we if saw it last a long time in the hotel. Right. Well, if they're out on the water, they might. They're probably the intention is probably to go far that enough out. They can't hurt anybody else. else. But the problem is, how long would that go well, before the seizure ends? It, you're like, right, though. It is. This, it was like just this this pipe dream or this way way of grasping. Like that was never going to work. It, it would have to. They would have to have the medicine because they were also it, in the original plan. What's his face would be on the boat. Um, Calvin, Calvin would keep be him on, on the boat, boat too, and, and he I guess they would meet it. back up with them. Yeah, but he couldn't meet with them, or he right. couldn't, and he couldn't deal with the sun either. Right, so it would have been. Like, that's your first hint that they're not getting this. Yes. Like, it's not getting to the There's boat. There's no boat. Yeah. And that's why I said there I is, had that... There, there is no spook. There is no spook. Um, <laughs> that was what I was saying. Is like, yeah, I got this very of mice and men. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's a cool that's a cool little way of looking at it. I like that a lot. But how emotional was that when he says, well, there's water. Yeah. And he couldn't, oh, he he couldn't, couldn't say anything out. more, but it's like... 
uh, and then he beats the shit out of his truck with that the was shovel. Great. Like, yeah, that was actually the, that, that was, was really... probably the more like one of the most tremendous acting scenes like, in that movie for him. Like where he he like he rips it apart and like just collapses to the ground, and I bought every second. Yes, of it. yes. Like yeah, like I totally feel you right now. Yeah, that was awesome. And then she steals the truck and drives steals it. The truck and drives it to the hospital. And you can see like she didn't park the truck; she crashed it on the curb. Yeah, like the tires are up on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> And so no one has a problem with this in the middle of Main Street of this little town. Like no one cares that this. And truck- as they like, they're like storming back to the truck, and he's like, "You can't just take things." <laughs> <laughs> Even though they've been taking yeah. things the whole movie. <laughs> at the uh, when they when he took the the charger at the store, then he also but he also grabbed like a handful of cigars. Yes. Even though like he didn't smoke them at all in the movie. Just the fact that he did it, I thought that was. Well, I also kind of got his like that idea that he knows he's dying, and it's like his like the light him up like your last smoke type yeah. of thing, like. Like fuck, I've been. But he always has a cigar. I've been living. That's, well, no, that's true. Yeah. But it's like the whole point of like I've been living my way. Like I've been living to try and preserve myself for this long to like keep, like, Charles alive. And mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm going out now. You know what I mean? Like I'm going out my way. Like I'm I'm gonna indulge again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm gonna fucking smoke cigars. Cause I love smoking cigars. You know, like that's yeah. what I'm doing. It, and it uh, the other thing that took me a little bit to fully grasp was that the animantium was what was poison like. See, I, I set onto that pretty early on, even though like it took a while for them. They had, technically, they never said it. They, although you well, know, he does. You know. He said he says this poison at one point, referring to his claws. Well, well, he says you know I got poison inside me. Yeah, but you know, and you assume that. But like we don't know. But, but they, you know, they do play it off as almost a, as a cancer in a way. The way that like yeah, with the coughing up cancer. the blood and all. Yeah, it's Wolverine cancer. But the the whole also the bullet. So early on, the animantium bullet, which is like the symbol of. Of Logan's death the entire time, yes. like the animation, the specter of death hanging over him. Is all um, time. what's interesting about that is like I'm looking at it and not uh, not fully grasping at that point that the animantium is poisoning him. Is the animantium is actually killing him? Um, at that point, it's I'm like, I'm like, is it? I was like, yeah. If he, but if he shoots, is he get? Does he have this bullet so that it can actually penetrate his skull? Because if so, isn't his brain just gonna will end up just healing itself? I didn't know that, but then it's like it's kind of two sided. One, it'll scramble his brain, and two, it's animating so poison all that and in, in his hopes, maybe kill him. speed it up. I, yeah, I don't know. Just get him out. Get him out. It was you're right. It was a kind of a good point. Like that whole like full circle like dust to dust thing, where it's like the adamantium made me who I am, but ultimately it'll be my undoing as right. well. Right? It's the direct cause of this illness and this long, long descent into my own death that mm-hmm. I've been seeing for years and here it finally is right around the corner right and then but then when that bullet gets used oh yeah and you knew it was coming eventually I was like Just oh yeah who, who takes the shot yeah where exactly what's the run up are we gonna get a dramatic like look down the brow bam yeah no, he's no. skull quarter of his skull is gone yep. like all I could think about was during that, like the realistic side of me was like, "Oh man, if she misses this shot, this movie ends in a real different way." <laughs> Wait, is this gonna end darker? Yeah. <laughs> this, oh God, no! <laughs> he killed everyone. Oh man, but yeah, solid flick. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. Uh, that was an excellent movie, and. If you were weirdly listening to this and haven't seen it already, what go the fuck it. is wrong yeah, with go you? Go see it. Turn this off and go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that has been episode two of Flicks in a Six, a Spin Tune production. Check out SpinTune.com to catch a new episode every Monday and a new article every Thursday. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can reach us 
at thespinchoon on Twitter and Facebook, or email thespinchoon at gmail.com. That's S-P-I-N-C-H-O-O-N. Thanks for tuning in.